0: In a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it?
1: Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak, and this is the Soulful Leader Podcast.
0: Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen.
1: Hi, welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Stephanie and I'm here with Marin. And this is a new year, a new beginning, a whole new, brand new open slate. And we're going to talk a little from a different perspective around planning. and. These are some of the things that I've heard about planning. I want to kind of throw them out to you, Maren, because, you know, we talk about making plans. I I often hear the joke of saying, you know, how to make God laugh, make plans, make sure. right? Make plans. And then I also hear, you know, plan to fail is, is failing to plan. So what is a plan? Why is it important? And how do we do it from not? A figuring out, forcing, fixing place, but to also embrace a space to allow it to happen. Like, how do we, how do we kind of merge those two opposites? Like, I'd love to hear from you and, and your thoughts on that.
0: So I think that that's so true. I mean, we have evidence from you know huge bodies of work from like Stephen Covey and like where plan. Make sure that you do it. it. It works, right? If you're planning and you follow through on your plan, uh, it's something that works. It just, <clears throat> there's also a cost to it. Oftentimes when we're pushing through to make sure that we make something happen, we're, not, we're no longer listening to what wants to happen. And for me, I've done that for years. I get that. I, I know how to do that. I also know the costs associated with it because I feel it in my body. I feel it in my relationships. I, you know, like what does that mean for each of you out there? You've all felt those costs as well, and maybe one of those costs I know I've also experienced is where I follow the plan and it's it actually doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, well, crap! That's that's not what was supposed to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, like right? Times when I've planned things out and it totally went sideways like it didn't happen and the part of me that wants to just like dive right in there with my teeth in it and make it freaking well happen is painful not only for me but all of the kind of like a tidal wave it kind of pushes everything that's around me out of the way too and it not only hurts me it hurts it hurts a lot of things around me Mm. but at the same time it's like how do I let it go and not just kind of give, because that's the other end, right? I throw my hands up in the air and go, why bother, right? Like, what the hell? Like, I can't make anything happen. It's costing me all kinds of money, all kinds of time, all kinds of energy. And it doesn't work out anyway. Like, it to me, that's the other extreme too. So what the heck? Like, we know that it's important. And we also know we need to have space to listen to the guidance. Of what's happening how do we hold those two with some sort of like sanity
0: well I think what you said right there is holding space for guidance um there are two aspects to that first of all I don't think we oftentimes set the goal with guidance so it's uh you know like we're taught to, that, yeah yeah so One of the things I know I did for years was the Bhags, which is the big, hairy, audacious goals, right? Like, so then I would I would just imagine what could be possible and I'd set this big, hairy, audacious goal, and then I would do the head down, butt up, go, go, go. And where was inspiration in that? When I say inspiration, I mean my conversation with spirit and life. And I didn't set the goal as a co-creation hey spirit what about this and then listen for the feedback of spirit saying well what about this it was my way or the highway and we know we know what happens when we do my way or the highway in relationships why we think that our relationship with
1: life is
0: any different from That
1: that is bang on Yeah. Like there's no space. Like when we're in the right or wrong or good or bad, it's like, this is what I'm doing. If you want to be on board, come on. Otherwise I'm leaving you behind. See you later. Right. And when we do that with the conversation of life and with spirit, it's like, I'm sure spirit just says, Oh, look at her go. All right. We'll just let her go until she crashes. And then she's going to be hurt. And she's like, why did this happen? Can you help me now? It's like, okay, now we'll pick her up. (laughs) But I don't think it has to be that hard. I don't, and that's kind of what we're alluding to is that how do you create space for that conversation like is there a way that we can do that and still hold on to our vision of the possibilities but allow space for other possibilities to come in and uplift it or to redirect it
0: well that. I mean, that's the second piece for me anyway is that being once I once I've kind of gotten to that place with spirit and being in that conversation, going back and forth with spirit of like, how about this? No, how about that? No, how about this? How about that? And then we're like, okay, game on. And at that point, it's still being in the conversation. It's showing up every day to what does that conversation look like? And I know one of the principles of Stephen Covey is look at your goal every day. I do it, I think about it a little bit differently and implementing it of like showing up to my conversation about the goal
1: ooh, every day. Wait, say that again. So instead of showing
0: up to my goal every day, because that to me is my way or the highway. And I miss the signs and the signals and all of the good stuff that life is like, ooh, like, oh, did you know you could? And I'm like, nope this is my goal, I'm showing up to it every day, I'm just doing this one thing, right? Instead of doing it like that, showing up to my conversation about the goal with spirit and with life, because spirit's gonna have, oh my God, think of the resources that spirit has that I don't have. Hmm. So I can stay in that conversation during the planning and the execution, like the goal setting, the planning, the execution, all of it is a conversation with mm-hmm. life and spirit. Now I have all of the resources and it's not the, well, I have nothing to do. I just hand it over to spirit and spirit does everything because I have to show up and keep choosing that yeah. every day.
1: Yeah, Cause I, you know, that part of like, okay, fine, here you go, spirit. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, here you go. You make right. it happen. I'm done. I've had enough. And we kind of say that that's surrender, but that's not really surrender. Surrendering is actually staying present. It's actually staying present in the arms of your beloved Mm. and allowing, allowing the kiss to come, allowing the embrace to come. But you're actually, it's not only, I guess you're kind of, you know, not only accepting it, but you're expecting it Mm. because you are awake and aware instead of just, okay, I'm just going to distract myself and go over here. Because I think some, some of the listeners might be hearing, okay, if I'm having a conversation, am I really, am I really staying on path with my, with my goal? Or am I getting distracted with all these other options that the universe is, is delivering to me? Like, what about this? And what about that? And go here and do that. Oh, shining object, you know? And and I think there's even another deeper level of paying attention to that. So it's like being able to, rein in the horse it's like you're not letting the horse go wild but you're you're directing and saying hey i'd like to go here how we get there is going to unfold as we go but i know that that's where my destination is or something better i would say that or something better you're and better. so yeah that or something better so i'm open to the possibilities so one of the ways
0: that i've I have learned to keep from the squirrel, shiny object, go this way, which I, I am, I, I tend to be a, a very creative person. And so there are lots of shiny objects it's like, oh, I can do this and oh, I can do that. And it's a little bit harder for me to like sit my butt down and and keep on one path because I'm always like, new idea, new idea, right? <laughs> So one of the ways that I have uh, learned to work with my new shiny object while also staying in the conversation to achieve what I want to achieve is I never take something as a one-off. If I have a brand new idea, great. It goes in a notebook. It goes on a post-it note. It goes someplace that I don't like jump in and start new action on it it may be an idea for me it may be an idea for somebody else it may be another idea for another time i don't know and what i've done in the past is i've run after each of those and then i'm on all all my energy is going in 20 different directions on 20 different ideas and then i get frustrated ooh imagine that so <laughs> I put it on a post-it note and I watch for things to align with that idea. As they align, they come into alignment, right? As they align, I just put more post-it notes up there.
1: I I see this post-it note. It's almost like a parking lot. Yeah. Like, okay, we're on this road towards this, you know, here's the map. You you know, you get AAA gives you the map of like, here's your destination. Here's how you want, And it isn't about the destination, by the way, I think we get really hung up on the destination of how it has to look because it could actually be better. You may be holding a lower version of what's possible for yourself. And so to be able to be open to the possibility that it actually could be even more grand, more beautiful, more diverse than you could ever imagine. And so here you have the AAA map and all these ideas. I'm like, the when I'm hearing you, it's like, oh, okay, here comes shiny object, shiny object, something else. Oh, those two match up, but we put them in a parking lot. Yeah. Until there's a lot of the similar things that are kind of coming together, then you say, oh, that might be the new road to take. Follow this direction. Right.
0: There will be an action that's indicated as things align. There will like there will be chunks that kind of form, like you said, uh, like enough of the material comes together, chunk forms, and then there will be an action indicated, and that action might be to hand it off to somebody else, or like okay, you know, in uh, say as an example, my destination is that I want to um, work on my speaking for next year, and I have this really good idea of writing a book. Ooh, right. So now I have two things that could really pull me in. Kind of similar directions, but they're like, which do I work on? Where do I put my I energy? Also
1: pull you off the road too,
0: not pull me off the road, right? And then somebody wants me to run a chapter of something. Now I have a third idea, right? Oh, that would be good. That might be good because then I could, right? And I have all the justifications, and I like, oh, because, oh, because. Here's how it could work. Those are all great, and they may be suggestions from spirit. And they may be distractions from my lower self or from shadow or something that's not meant to be right now. So as I put my post-it notes up, there will be some sort of an action that's indicated to help me to explore it, to say, hey, is that right or not right? Mm -hmm. And so I won't take an action on any of those until there is an action that's actually indicated. And how do I know that? Because I'm in an ongoing daily conversation with my goal, with spirit, with all of life, listening for those things. I'm actively listening for those things.
1: Yeah. Because I think we become reactive. We think, oh my gosh, I might not get another sign. If I don't take this opportunity now, it won't come to me again. So there can be that city of possibilities. It's like, "I'll, I'll just, I'll miss the boat on this one. I better jump on it. And yet, that boat has a hole in it, and it's sinking.
0: And that's, you know, marketing today. That is all of marketing, right? You're gonna miss out if you don't do it now. You're gonna miss out, and it frustrates me because, yeah, you know, I, I, I want you all to think about how many programs you've purchased that just sit there that you haven't done because you're afraid of missing out, and it wasn't right time, right place. And what if you didn't have to spend your time and then your money? And then now you have life force that's going towards that program from guilt, from shame, from I should, from all of the lower energies that's like, oh, I bought that. I should do something with it. And you've got this like line that's hooked into you. Like, and what if we didn't have to do that? There's a, there is a way. Of goal setting and planning, so that you don't have to get hooked in. So that somebody could be standing in front of you with the most amazing deal of the century, and you're like, "Ah, it's not for me. Thanks so much." You know, that's what I would, I would wish for everybody because then we could look at the marketers and say, "Thanks, that is an amazing deal, and it is or it isn't for me right now." Instead of that getting hooked in on the fear of missing out of like, this is the most amazing thing for the rest of your life. Well, is it?
1: I, I, I have a practice that I do with that too, because I'm easily, I'm so afraid of missing out. Like, you know, I just want to belong. I want to be part of the, part of the in crowd and all those kind of things. And I know that about myself. So I actually temper it going, okay, which part of me is wanting to jump on board of this? Is this the part of myself that wants to just belong to something because I feel left out or I feel like I'm missing out? Or is it really from my true self that says, this is right time? I had such an interesting situation of that yesterday. You know, one of my organizations that I'm a member of had this wonderful opportunity, fear of missing out, you know, by now within the next 24 hours, and you get it at such a super, super deal. <laughs> I'm like, I've always wanted to go there. I've always wanted to do that. It was, you know, down in Costa Rica. And I'm like, I, um, I literally, all I had, I filled absolutely everything out. Everything out, all I had to do was hit enter and it would have taken. I'm like, and I heard stop. Mm. And I go, what am, what am I doing? Like, it's saving me not this huge amount of money, but I'm like, wait a minute. Is this even the right? I asked another question Is this really the right thing for me, for my goals, my intentions? Is it going to bring me closer or further away? I mean, we could do all the rationalization, but. But I'm like, wait, this is just a random thing. I have, I have. If I look at my parking lot where I've been putting things, none of that, nothing in that parking lot is saying go to this. Right. So instead of me quickly responding and jumping on it, it goes on my sticky note, and now it goes into my parking lot. Yeah. And I'll say if you know, not if it's kind of like challenging the universe, right? You're kind of like, well, if this was meant to be, everything will show up. It's like, no, I'm not even going to say that. I'm just going to put it in my parking lot. And things will show up, either for it or in something other area. But I I guess we so get reactive out of scarcity. So get reactive out of thinking that you know someone's going to leave us or the door is going to be shut and we won't have that opportunity again. But I often will say, put the end in mind. You know, whether it's the end of next week, the end of the year, the end of your life. You know. When you look at the bigger picture, it's like, is this really something that would help me? Or is this, is this, because sometimes it is, sometimes it is. And sometimes, and and who's it coming from? Is it coming from my need in a fear-based place? Or is it coming from a very gentle, loving, kind universe?
0: I love that because you know when when we have those things where we get so excited about it all oh my god I've always wanted to go to Costa Rica and I always wanted to like and this is my one opportunity to do that so yeah, yeah questioning first of all do you really think it is your one opportunity and then looking at does it align with other things in the parking lot of or is it just a a one off because if it's a one-off the way i look at those is there's especially when i get super excited i'm like oh my god so there's something that is calling in me like i really want that i really want that what about it do i really want question what about it because spirit it is something from spirit fierce like hey how about this And I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't align with anything else you've given me. And it's so like, oh my God, I want that.
1: And sometimes it's not even reasonable. Talk about that because I think that is so powerful the reasonable and unreasonable. Because we're trying to be, you know, logical and realistic, right. right? Right.
0: And really, when things are aligning, it's not about the logic and the reason of it, it's being present to what's, what's aligning and sometimes the most obscure things align and you're like, I don't know why I'm supposed to be there. Right, I I have no idea, but like, obviously I meant to do something right here. So we haven't talked about that side of things. We've talked about like, well, you know, maybe don't jump on the the first time, right? But there are some things where you're like, really? Just recently I, I took a trip to Colorado, which was out of the blue. It it was I had an opportunity to go to Colorado. It was a week before, you know, it's like the week before the trip, and I had this opportunity to go, and everything aligned. And I was like, I have no idea why I'm supposed to be there. I just know that I'm supposed to be there, and everything was like aligned with other things that were in my parking lot. So, I recently heard Carolyn Mace talk about being unreasonable. And what she was saying is that we are, we're trained in our society. We are a reasonable society. Going back to, there was a debate between Plato and Aristotle of what is the foundation of our society? What will it be going forward? Will it be based on virtue? Will it be based on love? Will it be based on, and what they came to was it would be based on reason, the Socratic method right and we really do live in a reasonable society we reasoned through things and when we look at we're always looking for the reason for something well my back went out because i went to the gym or i didn't go to the gym or because i'm thinking these thoughts or i'm not thinking these thoughts we always are looking for. I have indigestion because I ate that hot dog. Because I didn't eat, you like whatever it is.
1: The reason in the
0: right, and when we're looking at goal setting and planning, it's like, well, I have this goal because it's a reasonable thing, right? There's always a reason behind it. And one of the things she said, which kind of hit me right behind between the eyes, is that we actually have no idea what the reason is for things think about the size of the universe and how many layers and how complex it is and we're going to pick one little thread out of that and say oh that's the reason <laughs> <laughs> really maybe there's I, I, could you talk about the the fascia and and like the
1: sheet analogy that you yeah. use yeah. so i often will use this and it's called it, the word in architecture is called tensegrity meaning if you put pressure in one area of a structure it literally affects the whole so in fascial when there's pain in the body you may have a pain in the shoulder and so often we kind of reasonably say well the pain's in the shoulder let's go to the shoulder Instead of really looking at the bigger picture and all the interconnections that are playing on the shoulder. So what I'll do as an example is I will take my massage table and I'll have a sheet on top of the massage table. And in the middle of that sheet, I'll grab it and I'll twist it. So I'm picking it up and I'm twisting it and it'll create like little striations out to the corners. And you can see that and how that relates is that that's how our system, our fascial system, our interconnected system or the internet we have an internet in our mind. We have an internet in our body. We have an internet on multiple levels. And when something interconnects inter into it and torques it, and that's all of us, it creates a ripple effect. It creates a pull in the system. And if you happen to be on that pull, you're going to get pulled with it. And so the shoulder coming back to the shoulder pain, when you twist that, it. You know, if I took my shirt and I twisted it, it pulls in that shoulder. But the shoulder is affected, but it's not coming from the shoulder. The shoulder is the result of the greater pull, so to speak. And this is how the tapestry of our lives all weave in and out with each other. It's like we're all dancing together. I mean, I've seen this before. It's like, you know, someone cancels. Say they cancel, they don't show up. And you think, oh, it's just one person. Yeah, no big deal. Just one person. But that is a ripple effect. Let me tell you. Because now it's like, okay, now I have a spare space in my day where I was had a commitment to work with somebody. And now I've got to find somebody else on my waiting list, which now they're going to have to change their work plans and patterns, which is going to affect a whole group of people, whether it's their family or their office or whatever they're doing, which is going to affect so on and so on and so on. We literally just pulled a thread and created everything. Like We have no idea, no idea the ripple effects. And now I can say that, and we're not making it good, bad, right or wrong. But in such a beautiful way is that we can say we make so much difference. We have no idea the elegance and the most possibility that we are doing just by choosing something as more aligned with our plan, our goals, and spirit's plan for us. Because when we make it a co-creative experience, now we're all dancing together. And the weaving of souls and events and systems and aha moments, beautiful moments are going to start lining up and coming in and lighting up that you can start to put in your parking lot. And then there's this incredible picture that starts to form that gives you the direction that's beyond your figuring it out.
0: And the other thing about that is like, when I am not in conversation with spirit, and I have my goal, I don't I don't, I'm not aware of all of those things that it torques and that it changes and that like, right? And so this is where going back to the reasonable and unreasonable, we think we're being reasonable because we we can find our reasons. We actually don't know the reasons. And so if we can get past that and start thinking bigger of like, I actually don't know the reasons. And so I'm gonna track what's going on out there, right? Then then I can be in this conversation. That's what allows me to be in the conversation with life is letting go of the
1: ego. Like I know the reason, I know the reason. So, I love it. Building your guidance, building the inner GPS. Yeah,
0: I think that there's a lot more that we can play with with this. And I would love to... Uh, do some more of that this uh, this coming week, since we're in January and it's this, uh, that's our it's our planning time, right? This is, we're all in that, that go get them mode. So let's continue this conversation next week here on the Soulful Leader Podcast. And remember you can find us on YouTube, on LinkedIn and on Facebook. So join our conversation. Thanks so much.
1: That wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen
0: and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com.
1: Until next time.